Hey, Scientist Trevor. Yeah, what's up, Scientist Bob? Now look, listen here. We're lucky that Scum Labs decided to still hire us after that whole fire shark incident at the at that other laboratory. Yeah, the the whole <laughs> fire shark and the tank of gasoline exploding. I don't really think it was our fault, but the zoo they just they fired us. I can't believe that. I mean, that's yeah. ridiculous. It's not my fault. I had to have Mexican food that day. No, exactly. And you know, this whole thing was recorded in episode twenty nine of that podcast. Yeah. If people are curious what we're talking about. I don't know what you mean. Yeah. Now, so they've told us that we need to come up with three uh, creatures to really put Scum Labs on the map. Now, I can't think of anything, but that's why I come to you. Hmm. Have you thought of anything? I mean, we need some heavy hitters here. Well, once again, with your uh, lovable but dim mm-hmm. uh, characteristics. That's fair. I knew you wouldn't be able to come up with anything. Okay, yeah, it's true. So I've come up with not one. Not two, huh. but three creatures Whoa. for Scum Lab's exciting experiment. You come up, do you mean you've already made these creatures? Uh, yes. Uh, where, where are they? Oh, I keep them in that uh, glass chamber over there. Oh, okay. Well, can I can we go see them? Yeah, sure. Right, here we go. Open the door. Whoa! Whoa! Holy! Whoa! That's a it's Godzilla almost. Yep. And, and a giant and a giant ape. I mean, it's King Kong. And look at that! That's a giant werewolf or something. Yeah, he's my favorite. Whoa! How did you How did you do this? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go bang on the, the glass. That's a good idea, right? I don't see any problem with it. Okay, here I go. I'm banging on the glass. Hey, hey, guys, I'm going to make funny faces at him. Think that's a good idea. <laughs> <That's> good. <laughs> they will take it. Oh, man. Hey, how are you keeping these guys so calm? Well, uh, I have this flame. You see this flame I have outside of the... Uh... Wait, wait. Uh, last time we did this... Yeah. Uh, there was fire involved, and it did not end well for us. Yeah, but I think the problem was the shark swims, and you know, just... These guys kind of just stand still. You see, the thing of this ball of fire I have planted outside this glass cage, uh-huh. they're just really mesmerized by it. Well, they're I just, did see they're, they're just staring at it. Right. You're right, yeah. It's uh, like they're waiting for something to happen, but I don't, I don't think anything's going to happen. I just had an idea. What's that? What if, now just hear me out, what if we take that ball of fire uh-huh. and we throw it in there with them? Uh, I guess. All right, here we go. Oof. Hey, uh, what are those barrels in the in there? Oh, that's where I keep the explosives. Explosives? (laughs) (laughs) Trevor, the monsters are escaping. How could this happen again? They're going to do a rampage all across the United States. Oh, my goodness. Perhaps the world. It's like a world tour of rampage. Oh, goodness. The rampage is ridiculous. (laughs) Oh, Trevor, let's... Lizzie, Ralph, come back. Trevor, let's just... Let's just quit being scientists for once and for all. And instead, let's be podcasters. We're so terrible at this. But we can be professional podcasters of our own podcast. You know what we should call it? Retro Blist! <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to a brand new, uh, beautiful, uh, courageous... <laughs> it's not the word I would pick. <laughs> I'm going to go with it. Okay. Courageous episode. We're brave to be doing this show. Because of who we are. <laughs> they even put ourselves... In any sort of public light is pure bravery on right. our part. Because we have nothing really, the, speaking for myself especially, to really, you know, show. Right. It's it's like, um, well, <laughs> I was going to say something offensive about some celebrity coming out in public, but. Okay. <laughs> Let's not do that. Let's not. I don't really want to offend anybody. No matter what I think of well, Justin Bieber or any of the others. I thought it was Bieber. Was it Bieber? I don't know. I really don't care. <laughs> my point is, we also have nothing to offer humanity. That was that, my yeah, point. that's true. Except for shame. But we're still, you know, producing this podcast, so we're brave. Yeah, pure bravery. Right. Think of the bravest person that you can think of. Uh, let's uh, Abraham Lincoln. We're braver than Abraham Lincoln. I'm not really comfortable with that statement. I am. So. I just said it. Okay. Think of somebody. Okay. Uh, Mother Teresa. We're braver than Mother Teresa. Okay. 
Think of another. <laughs> Can we do? Should I keep going? <laughs> no, I'm afraid we're going to go. I really don't want to restart again. <laughs> already, <laughs> we're already treading on thin water here. Yeah. Oh, just because I accidentally said butthole the first time. <gasps> there, I said it again. Great. Who cares? <laughs> now, Trevor. PG. 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 Butthole's PG. <laughs> so, what are we about to do? <laughs> no, we're going to have this conversation. <laughs> Should I say behold? I don't think it's a necessary part of our vocabulary either way. I, I'm gonna I mean, I know we're pretty limited. <laughs> I'm going to start saying beehole. That works. Because nobody's going to know. No. Nope. They're going to think I'm a goof, which is pretty accurate. I almost uh, hate to say this, but should we go and plug ourselves? <laughs> yes, run the beehole. Oh, <laughs> just do it. Okay. Trevor, uh, where can they find uh, information and perhaps even random post about retro video games from this podcast. I highly encourage you to go to Instagram and look for Retro Blist. You'll find cool stuff. Sometimes we give you little spoilers about the upcoming episode and post things for you to check out. We also have a Facebook page at Retro Blist and a Twitter at Retro Blist. And uh, I'm pretty sure we're on a network. We are. And what is that network? It is BICBP-radio.com. You've done it so much, you don't even have to look at it now. I don't now. I actually know it. That's pretty impressive. And it's also, different. you can follow me at Retro... <laughs> I'll just cut you off. Yep. I was going to say you can follow me at Retro Blist. That wouldn't have worked because no, that's the really. one you do. You can follow me at Johnnyism28. I put my art and stuff that's on Instagram. And also, my other show is History Creeps. It's also on that same network that mm-hmm. you said before. And you can find that as well as this show on iTunes and Stitcher. Please... Please, 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 rate, review, and subscribe. We hate to keep begging. Like, I'm literally on my knees at this moment begging you to do that just because it helps our show get out there and it makes us more popular, and we need attention. Right. I'll just say, (laughs) we must be doing something wrong with the begging because, I mean, I'm not going to go over any numbers because, I mean... That's full of ourselves. Because we're not full of ourselves. Numbers-wise, we keep growing. Right. I know that people are listening is the point, but nobody... But Why? But why is the first question? <laughs> and the second thing is, nobody is giving us new reviews on iTunes despite our constant, incessant shilling. begging. Yeah. Oh, shilling. That's all we do. So, I think we need to start offering money, but I don't want to do that. No. So, I mean, we were very plain about the fact that you can go and, and like say horrible things about us. Just give us five stars. Right. I mean, you could write whatever you want about me. Just give me five stars. I don't right. care. So, review us on iTunes and we'll do something nice. Or will we? Probably we'll not. probably call you a bee hole. <laughs> we'll have our well, bee. We'll have a list of bee holes that <laughs> read them. <laughs> Keep it in class, yet yeah, retro bliss. <laughs> All right, Trevor. So let's get into the the meat of the episode. What game or a uh, spoiler alert games are we going to cover today? Well, we're covering Rampage, and we're also covering Rampage World Tour. And because we're weird, we're actually not covering. Probably the versions of either of these games that you've played before. <laughs> uh, we're actually covering Rampage on the Sega Master System. Not the NES. No, this is Sega's 8-bit system, of course. We've covered Ghostbusters previously. Yeah. And then we're covering World Tour on the Sega Saturn, which was my 32-bit system of choice. Yes, I realize that things didn't quite work out there, but <laughs> <laughs> it was the 32-bit system I had first, and uh, I've had this game on it since it came out. Yeah, okay, let's let's talk about our memories of Rampage first. Mm-hmm. Now, this is one of those uh, series of games, there have been quite a few of them now, that I don't really hear a lot of people really bringing back up when they're thinking of uh, retro games or nostalgia or nostalgia. Yeah. But however, it's, it's a series of ones, especially the World Tour one, this one I remember the most because of a thing we'll get into here in a second. But, you know, these games were ones that held a place for me as a kid because mm-hmm. I loved them as a kid. Right. And you got to play as three different... You got to pretty much be a giant monster tearing down a city. Right. And I mean, what kid does not <laughs> want to do that, you know? I think I said when we were playing the games, this is like the ultimate fulfillment of just boyhood. Yeah. I don't know, just beating the far out of buildings. You're, get, you're pretty much getting to be like your... Uh, you know, you're super strong, like a smaller version of Godzilla almost, just yeah. going around destroying cities and stuff. So it right. was, as, I think you love Godzilla movies too, didn't you? The old school, old right. school ones. I love those. I yeah. love those. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> so that's what we did today. We covered those games. And I was going to bring up this just to talk about 
our, our history with these games. I remember being at your house for your birthday. I don't remember when when did that game come out? How what birthday was it for you? Uh, you this was ba 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 ninety seven, and I think I probably got it when it was pretty new. So about thirteenth birthday, probably. Yeah. So I remember being over at your house. It was your birthday. That was your birthday gift. And we immediately went into your living room and played it. And that is weird. It's weird how those memories stick with me because I still have a fair number of my games from my childhood. Sadly, not all of them. But but I just like you, I specifically remember you being over when I got this game. I remember unwrapping it. Unwrapping it. Unwrapping it. Professional podcast. I remember pulling the plastic off. Mm-hmm. Of course, we're talking about the Sega Saturn version, the World Tour. Yeah. Um, and I just remember playing it for the first time with you and just thinking it looked so cool. The graphics are so exciting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which we're going to come back to. All right, so let's get into the games. Let's cover first the older one. Let's go with mm-hmm. the Sega Master System, which was... We had a we had a Sega Master System game before, Ghostbusters, like you said. Yeah. Now, in America, the Sega Master System was nowhere near as popular as it was overseas. No, the way I put it, is Sega just didn't really try with the Sega Master System North America. Kind of like Nintendo didn't really try with the NES in most European regions. Yeah. And I think um, Sega was just huge in Europe during this time. The Master System is still a beloved system in a lot of European countries. Um, which, And so we're, not, we're meaning no disrespect to the Sega Master System, but literally neither of us had even heard about it when we were growing up. I mean, I think we said it before in the last one. I do remember seeing those game cases. Right. Because they're very, they stand out for, maybe not for the best reasons, yeah. but you remember them. Yeah. That's all I knew about. I, the only reason I knew that Sega had a system, because you got to remember during this time, at least for us, there was no internet. Um, and the magazines weren't covering the Sega Master System games in America. Yeah, not really. So the only reason I knew that Sega had a system before the Sega Genesis or Mega Drive, if you're not in North America, was because occasionally we would come across these games with these weird-looking cases with the white and blue gridlock pattern. Yeah. And I said, like, wait a minute, that's not a Sega Genesis game. And that's as far as I knew about the Master System. So so in America, by far, the NES was king. Right. I mean, it just, there's no, I don't, you know, I'm a guy who loves both Sega and Nintendo, but if you're going for the early days, Nintendo ruled it. It wasn't oh, yeah. even close. So let's just get that out of the way. However, there was a Rampage game for the NES. We decided not to play that one. We decided to go with the lesser known right, Sega Master System, and I feel like it was a good idea. Right, because the game uh, came out in 1986 in the arcade, uh, actually as a three-player game. Um, which is really neat. I which mean, that's is, cool. that, that's kind of unique in itself. Three, usually it's two or four, but yeah. three is unique. And it was ported to so many systems. There was an NES version, but I had not played the NES version, so this was my first experience with the 8-bit version of the game. Um I played the NES version a long time ago. I don't really remember much about it. Right. But, and, the, and the reason really is, if you know the the gist of these games, then you kind of know these games. Yeah. And I'm saying that with a complete love for it, but there's not a lot there. No, it's just destruction. Yeah. But yeah, just, so the... <laughs> just pure destruction. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's <clears throat> let's talk about the the game itself. The You have three characters you can choose from. All right, you have... Lizzie, who's kind of like Godzilla. It's, a, it's yeah. a lizard, a giant lizard. But she's actually a woman. She's a woman who turns into the lizard. Right. Right. Then you have George, which is the King Kong-like character. Yeah. Which I guess was an old man or something. Is that right? I know Ralph was an old man. Ralph, maybe Ralph's still a man. Maybe that's another person. Yeah, because when I died, I turned into an old man. And Ralph was like a, a, a giant werewolf, yeah. pretty much. So that's that's your that's your main characters. That's your monsters Yeah, that you choose from. And just... And here's this. Let's get the gameplay out of the way because this is going to be the easiest part. Yeah. <laughs> the gameplay is for this system you punch, uh, you eat everything. You can eat everything. You can eat people. Uh, you can blow up. T- uh, I'm trying to remember. See, I'm getting them both <laughs> together now. But there's, there's yeah. helicopters. Helicopters oh, you yeah. can blow up. But the main point of the game is the buildings that are, that are there. You want to knock those down. You can do that by climbing up the buildings. And punching the buildings right. until they fall. <laughs> so you're basically punching out the windows and knocking down walls. And you can eat people and objects out of the windows, too. Yeah. And that gives you health and right. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, the people give you health. And there's all kinds of things that give you points. But some things aren't good to eat. Right. Um, yeah. And you're just like you, I'm confusing 
Because, well, I don't know if we said this, but for me, the first version of Rampage I ever played was the 1997 Sega Saturn game. So now I'm trying to remember, since we played these back-to-back today, I'm trying to remember what the Master System version had in it. Yeah, I think I, I think I was the one who hyped you up on Rampage originally, because I loved it so much. I probably I guess you must have played the NES I had, version. I had to have, because it's the only way. I know I played it before you did. There's no way it was a Master System, so unless you played it in the arcade. Yeah, I never touched a Master System until this podcast. Right. <laughs> Uh, but, but that's the gist of the game. What we just told you, that's how you play. Yeah, and you can jump. There's also a jump button. Yeah. Uh, some things on the ground can hurt you, and some things... Tanks. Tanks. There'll be tanks. Water. I think water hurts you, too, doesn't yeah. it? You don't want to fall in water or fire, obviously. And there's, you know, there's people with guns and things. But honestly, you're pretty overpowered compared to everything else. Yeah, which you kind of should be for this right. kind of game. The, okay, so me and you played, how many levels of this game did we play for the Sega Master System? We didn't go super far, in all honesty and transparency. So for the Master System version, um, I thought we played probably a dozen levels or so. Somewhere around in there. We Which, kept trying to go, the gist of the game is, you start out in... No, we must have played closer to 20, because we played three or four cities, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, because every five... Levels it changes cities. Right, there's five stages per city, and there's ten cities in the game. So if you do the math, that's fifty stages in the in the Master System version, which I assume is the same in the NES and yeah. arcade version. Which is good, especially for the back then of right. a number of levels to do. I mean, yeah, that's a good number. That's a long time of playing. Yeah, there. Fifty is a lot, and um, it... and I would say the gist of this game, like a lot of your old school Nintendo and Sega games, would be trying to get the most points. Yeah, that's what I was going to say that. To me, Rampage is a little different from some arcade games because you take, I don't know, you name it. Most arcade games, it's just tough to make it through the levels. But at least in the home ports, at least in these two home ports, I don't feel like dying is really a big deal. I think you're more (laughs) just trying to get points. Yeah. You try to get more points than the person you're playing with. Which we should mention that uh, both these games we're covering today are two-player. Yeah. The original arcade, arcade version was three player, but and, and the N64 version, which we'll yeah. bring up soon, it was yeah. two players as well. It was, yeah. So uh, so that's kind of neat, though. I like the fact that we could both play at the same time. Right. We're both on the screen. Uh, and like you said before, it's just just like your inner 12-year-old comes out of you when yeah. you're playing this game. The gripes I have about it, in all honesty, we'll be honest about both these games. And again, I love these games. I'm not going to pretend I don't. But the gripe would be, especially in the Sega Master one, and I think on the Nintendo one, too, I would assume... Is even though graphics wise for back then for '86 or whenever it came 86. out for the, for the uh, Sega Master System, it doesn't look half bad. The monsters look good. Monsters look very detailed. Yeah, they did a lot of work on those monsters. They did a good job. But every level is very similar looking to the other. Right, and I think that's with the whole franchise as a whole. Yeah. Um, I will say, since we're kind of talking about graphics, I was really, I mean, when you consider the Master System was an eight bit system, it came out a little later than NES. But this game, it's this game is head and shoulders above the NES counterpart. Yeah, and you know I grew up with NES. I'm not bashing it, but the level of detail in the monsters is actually really impressive. Um, but Johnny's right; the cities kind of blend together. I mean, they're just if, a bunch of buildings. If you're not told that you're going to Las Vegas, you wouldn't be able to tell me that it's Las Vegas. Let me go and name off the cities because I wrote yeah. them down. So there's ten cities in the Master System. A version. There's San Francisco, Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Dallas, Texas, St. Louis, Chicago, Detroit, Baltimore, Philadelphia, and New York. So it just hits a lot of your majors. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And now. Yeah. So uh, we've pretty much covered this game. <laughs> there. That's. Yeah. We're not going to do our review, I guess. Okay. Let's we... let's do the music. Let's cover the music. Right. We haven't covered that yet. Well, that's really easy on the Master System version. Yeah. <laughs> that's the other thing I was going to say as a grab against this one is yeah. the music is literally the same for every level. It's the same thing. It is, and, and, and I'll... it's not nothing that you would remember later. No, the Master System version we played it had to be at least fifteen levels because I know we saw at least three cities. Yeah, it's the same song, and it was the same song yeah. in every level. And I will say that clearly the Master System, at its best, is capable graphically of more than the NES was but I've not heard a Master System game musically that could quite uh, beat out some of the better NES games and that includes this one I think the sound chip in the Master System maybe wasn't quite as good as the NES sound chip that's probably right now in all fairness to the song that's used even though I honestly can't even remember it now it was like it was a terrible song I didn't no. hate it 
It just kind of blended in. But it didn't. But it was just kind of bland. There wasn't nothing that really stood out to it. So yeah, the music could not get high marks. The sound effects though are are great, appropriate. Yeah, they worked just fine for it. That's all the sounds you would expect. The the game and the, honestly the series as a whole has a sense of humor about itself. It does. It does not I mean, take itself seriously at all. It's not politically correct or morally we'll in, correct at all. Which we'll get to especially when we get to the next version right. of the game. Now, is there anything else about the Sega Master System version that you want to talk about? I think the main thing with it is if you want to play uh, one of the one of the ports of the original arcade game, because the game we're about to talk about is a sequel. Yeah, I think uh, from the ones I played, this is the one to go with. Just watching videos of the NES version, and I'm sure if you grew up with that one, it's amazing. But this game really puts the NES one to shame if you just look, compare the two. Um, although the cities are kind of bland, they still look pretty good. Yeah. And the monsters look fantastic. Um, it plays great. It plays great two-player. There's not much slowdown. There's a little bit of flickering, but not a lot. Yeah, but that only comes because, honestly, at some points, there's a lot of things going on there on is. the screen. It's a pretty stinking impressive uh, as far as the way it plays and looks, it's a pretty stinking impressive 8-bit game. Yeah, it really is. Um, yeah, that's probably enough about that one, really. So let's move on to the sequel. And that, of course, is the Rampage World Tour for the Sega Saturn. It also came out for Nintendo 64. PlayStation. And PlayStation. Arcade. So pretty much yeah. all the systems at that, at that time. Yeah. Uh, this is the one, like we said before, that you got for your birthday. So this is the one that stood out the most to me. But yeah. it's been a long time since I've played it. Yeah. And the second you turned it on, I had forgotten how great it looked. Right, just coming off the Master System version, which I just said looked good. It's like, whoa, this really takes it to another level. It looks almost like it's claymation. It has mm-hmm. a very animated feel to it. Mm-hmm. The, the sense of humor on this on this game, especially, is bumped up even more. They right. take themselves even less seriously. The, the gist of the game is the same. But the, there's a little differences. They try to throw in a little bit of a story with this one. Yeah. And we'll cover that real quick because it won't take long either. The the From what I gathered, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, from what I gathered, you're trying to destroy Scum Labs. Yes. You want to get back, you want to get revenge on Scum Labs. Because you were human beings and they turned you into these monsters. Yeah. So you're going around destroying all these things, like all right. these cities. Now... This one, you're not just in the United States, though. It's called the World Tour for a reason. Right. World Tour. Right. From what I understand... <laughs> Trevor doesn't kill himself coughing <clears throat> over there. From what I understand, I cough. <laughs> but the, this version, I believe the Master System and original arcade version end when you beat all 50 levels. This game, and I'm not going to reveal the number of levels because that's in the Bliss Quiz later. <laughs> but in this game, it does not end until you destroy every scum labs. And because you can kind of go back and forth around the world... From what I understand, you may not always play the same number of levels. Because there's not a Scum Labs in every level. Well, that's kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the way you... So, like the original Rampage, this one takes place in the United States of America. Except, in this one, if you punch one of the world flags... Yeah, the, a flag will pop up in a building every once in a while. Right. You travel to a different uh, country, which yeah. is cool. Yeah, which has a little bit of a mini game during that even. Right. So let's talk about the gameplay real quick because it's very similar to the to the other one. They just added a few things. Mm-hmm. On this one, besides punching, you can also kick. Right. You can <laughs> nice. jump. You can do a drop kick when you're jumping and a jump punch, but you can do that in the other one. Right. Uh, there's more buildings in this one, so you can do more things. I felt like uh, there was more to do with this one. You could tell they really took advantage of mm-hmm. the fact that they could do more. For example... This one has tanks too, but the tanks on this one you can actually jump on and ride and use the tank. Right, you can jump on tanks. You can jump on these sci-fi looking ships. Yeah, um, they definitely. I mean, yeah. like I said before, they had a sense of humor about them. Now, I will say, and we kind of mentioned it before, we are, <laughs> despite my use of the word "behold" all the time, we are a family. We're more of a family-friendly show. We want to be able to, for anybody to listen to us. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry if your kids say "behold" all the time now because of me, but you know, whatever. I, at least it's I, rude we, and impolite, but it's not exactly, you yeah, know, At least I believe in a legacy of some sorts. Right. <laughs> a behold legacy. But the point I'm getting to is, I don't know if this game could be made now with uh, everything that it is yeah. this one. And that just because of the, there's just, you even eat children. <laughs> All right. Well, let's be, here's the thing. I'm not completely sure you eat the children, but you definitely the children are not around. They're anymore. not around anymore yeah. when you dump them. Because there was an ice cream truck at one point 
and there was children getting ice cream out of it. And I and I went down to well, I guess this shows how kind of what kind of person yeah. I am. I went down to see if I could eat the children like you do all the other humans. But instead, <laughs> I blew up the ice cream truck and everything with it. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so the more the person with the more morals of our group of me and you is me, and I say be all the time. Clearly. Yeah. But you can eat. Did you say there was a dog? I didn't there see was a, it. There was a dog. You know, okay, the other thing that happens in this one is when you're punching holes in the building, stuff appears. Yeah. Some of it's good, some of it's bad, like the last game. One of the things that would appear would be a dog. I saw it a couple of times. Uh, there's people on toilets. <laughs> there's, yeah. Uh, there's all kinds of, like I said, if you don't take this too seriously, this is just a fun, turn your brain off, have yeah. a goofy time. The other things they kind of did that was really over the top, was you didn't have to, you didn't always have to, if you ate somebody, it was kind of like in Jurassic Park where you could tell people were getting eaten, but it didn't really show anything. You yeah. know what I mean? It wasn't gory at all. No. It's kind of similar here. But if you kicked them, <laughs> they splattered on the ground. Yeah. They were flying 50 feet and just splattered. And what's so weird is if this were a realistic gang, like Call of... Wow, sorry. I need to drink something. So... <laughs> professional podcasters <laughs> like call of duty or something like that this yeah. game would be horrific but it's so cartoony and over the top yeah. i mean you're eating dozens and dozens of people you're blowing up ice cream trucks you get points if you eat more people than the other you do than the other person playing so um it, it, i mean like but it's I so said, cartoony yeah and also uh it's that's what i was going to say the whole game is just so cartoony and over the top that it never once super duper bothered me like it no. didn't have any like, we only question it because of the time we live in now. Is, right. You know, there's is, some things that might be a little iffy, but overall, I really don't even think it'd be that big of an issue. No, this was a teen-rated game when it came out, and that's just for, I think, cartoon animated violence. Yeah, which makes um, sense. There's just a few little quirky things in it that I'm not sure what happened today in 2016. Yeah. So, uh, also during the gameplay, there's little cutscenes in between. Uh, you're going back to Scum Labs, and there's this... Woman scientist, I'm assuming she wears these big glasses, but she wears like I guess she's supposed to be like a sexy scientist. I'm assuming another product of the nineties. Yeah, <laughs> she's got uh, plenty of cleavage to spare, and her dress is pretty short. Her skirt's pretty short, but she's not that attractive in my opinion. <laughs> well, it's 1997 Sega Saturn <laughs> hardware, so <laughs> yeah, again, that's just kind of not super tasteful, and again, sort of a product of the nineties. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she gives you your, well, actually, she's not talking to you. She's talking to the head of Scum Labs. Yeah, which is probably my favorite part because she speaks in English. You hear every word she says, just yeah. fine. But the other voice on the other end, Trevor, let's, how does that sound? Okay, I'll be the girl and you be okay. the voice. Uh, and I'll say, uh, but we got to do something about this. They're going to destroy Scum Labs. I know what you're saying, but they're going to destroy it. That's literally it. That's yeah. it. Pretty much think it's almost, it's very similar to like the adults on Charlie Brown. Really yeah. close to that. Yeah. And that's part of the humor. The And the president of Scum Labs doesn't show his face until you destroy one of the Scum yeah. Labs. And he's very cartoony. He's got humongous yeah. ears. The other thing that I really kind of, though it's really short, is when you get to travel to other countries, it's like a really short, I mean short mini game. Yeah. Where you're both flying in the air and you're collecting little things. Like and you're stuff. riding on jets, collecting yeah. things. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. It, it kind of cool. kind of breaks up the monotony a little bit, right? And just from a gameplay perspective, I mean, we covered most of it. We covered the Master System version. The thing I missed the most, since this was the first Rampage I played, when we were playing the other one, I missed the fact that you could get on top of buildings and punch them. For some reason, yeah, I love punching down into the building after I climb on top of it. Yeah, so that's something this one added. The vehicles you can ride it added. Uh, that really cool power up, the Toxic Sludge. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, there's little power-ups in this, too. If you get the Toxic Sludge, you kind of turn into an even more crazy-looking monster, a flying like monster. Like a gargoyle or a demon yeah. or something. And you can fly, and you're super-duper powerful. Right, that's cool. Um, and yeah, there's just a few more moves going on. It just There's a lot more going on in general. You can you know destroy bridges and fall in the water. But it's still very, very simple, cartoony. Like I told Johnny, every time he got hit by something, I would usually blindly just go behind him and get hit by the same thing. Yeah. And yeah. like I said, it's because I just turn my brain off when I'm playing this game. Yeah. You do not have to think while you're playing this no, game. Not at all. Not at all. It's not required. I, I do honestly believe there are video games that encourage creative thinking. Um, even games like Mario or Sonic or Zelda, especially. But but 
this game does not require thought. <laughs> it doesn't require thought, but I will say, just from how the game looks and how it plays, it has a certain bit of... Uh, I would still call this a work of art in that, to me, video games, we can have this argument, with, but you'd be on my side on this. Video games are yeah. art to me as well. Because it's yeah, they can somebody's be trashy creative output. Art or yeah. can be, you know, valuable but this is art. cartoony. <laughs> definitely has its own style, mm-hmm. and I really dug it. So it, it just brought back all kinds of memories from when we played it when we were kids. I had a blast doing it. We play. How much of this one do we? We played quite a bit of this one too. Yeah, we played. Um, well, in this one, well, let me say that unlike uh, the Master System version, you go to a new city every single time, so you right. don't have to play the same city five times in a row. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember how many cities we played. We played quite a few. We played through quite a bit. I mean, we played this game for a good half an hour, I would say. Uh, which I will... Here's my thing. And I guess I didn't care back in the day. But it really does sort of dampen my thoughts on a game when there's unlimited continues. Because from what I could tell, you can't actually lose in this game. You might be right, because I do remember... I died a lot, but I, I don't remember ever running out of lives. Right, and I'm not sure if that's the same for the Master System version, but we didn't get a game over on either one. No, we didn't. But I think for this game, it's not so bad, because it really is about destroying more stuff and getting a higher score. Yeah, I think this one's just more so, about the fun you can have playing right. it. So I'm not too worried about it, but normally that does detract from a game for me. Yeah, and let's graphics again, we'll cover that real quick. Like we said before, they're sort of... Uh, it looks like claymation, pretty much, for the most yeah, part. The, All the buildings look great. They mm-hmm. actually change to look a little different. Like, when we went to London, there was Big Ben was there. Yeah. So, it's kind of cool that they did that. They did add a lot more variety to it. And, unlike the Sega Master version, which is your, just pretty much your own one screen, yeah. this one, you had to go left and right and scroll right. left and right to find more buildings. It definitely felt more like an action platform game than the original did. It made it feel even more like a city, because there was just yeah. more stuff there. I really appreciated the, the little details in this one. Like the the tourist traps, yeah, <laughs> which were literally a bunch of people that you could eat, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the just all kinds of things flying around. You can knock it out of the sky. There was a tram, like a or a subway, a train of some sort, yeah. In uh, one level, you could knock around. Just there's lots of cool details. Yeah, yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. Now the music for this one, the, the music did actually change. Now, right. in all fairness. I don't remember any of it, and yeah. we literally just played it. I think it was sort of like a low-key rock music. Yeah, very generic, yeah. sort of. wasn't terrible, but it also wasn't anything like... I wouldn't look for the soundtrack to this. Absolutely not, no. No, the music really... I didn't remember the music as a kid. You know, like Sonic and Mario music will never leave yeah. my brain. But I didn't remember this music. Yeah, this... from All I remembered from a kid was how fun it was to knock buildings down with, right. as a monster. And it's still fun. Yeah. Okay, so let's... Is there anything else about this version that you want to talk about before we get to our final thoughts on these um, two games? Not particularly. Like I said, I just I was pretty stunned. I mean, granted, it's 1997. It's 11 years later. Yeah. But I forgot this game still looks pretty stinking good. It I does. Mean, the yeah. I would love for them to do like a you know Xbox Live and the the PS uh, whatever they call the online store. Uh, I Network. Yeah, I have an Xbox Live, so I don't remember. <laughs> I'm an Xbox guy, even though I don't really care. I like them both. Anyway. As, you know, they bring back some of these old games, and they remaster them and stuff. Yeah. If they brought that one back, they could make it look amazing. Like, it already yeah. looks great there. Yeah, I think it would be perfect for just a quick pick-up-and-play, 15-minute yeah. download kind of game. Yeah, so that'd be fun. Yeah. If they ever do that, I'll more than likely hop on that train. Yeah. So, Trevor, let's... Okay, let's do the first one first. Let's do Rampage for the Sega Master System. How many, uh, how many monsters would you give this one? I'm going to let you review both these first because I'm actually really curious how you're going to review them. Okay, I'll go first then. The Sega Master one, like we said, it was fun. It definitely, I'm going to probably, it's this is tough. Just That's why I want you to go first because I really don't know what I'm going to give it here. <laughs> this, this is tough because if I'm being honest, there's really not a lot there. It's very bare bones. There wasn't a lot of difference. Just the fact that you can be a monster and you can just beat up buildings pretty much mm-hmm. and just cause all kinds of chaos <laughs> or rampage. Yeah. So, but that is fun though. In all fairness, it is yeah. fun. If we didn't have the second, the one we played after that, I would still find that fun. Mm-hmm. So, man, this is tough. I think it's, I got to go above five because I did enjoy it a lot more than I would if it was. Five was very average middle of the yeah. road. 
Just this is just on fun, mm-hmm. fun and how it looked. It looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give this one a six point two, somewhere around in there, just because even though it was fun, like this is not one I could see myself playing a lot in one sitting. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's like a a ten minute burst kind of game. You play it in right. ten minute burst and then you're kind of done with it for a long time. And you may come back at every once in a while, but you know, especially if you're, I would definitely not recommend it if, if for yourself, just one person. It's much more fun with two people. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. For me, uh, I'm not reviewing the Saturn one, but I kind of do feel like, and it's probably because I grew up with the Saturn one, the World Tour. But I kind of feel like it almost makes the original for me a little, um, not irrelevant. That's too hard of a word. But I miss the things that World Tour brought in. Yeah, and I admit nostalgia is a part of this because I didn't grow up with the original one. Um. I missed out on it, but this game is hard to assign a number to because, like Johnny said, it's so simple. Um, and I don't give it a free pass just because it looked impressive for its time because we review games today in 2016, not based on how good they probably were in 86. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to go a 6 on the Master System version, which to me means above average because it's fun. If it's fun, I can't see going much below that. Yeah. It's fun, but probably I probably won't play it by myself. Because it's just not the kind of game where you're like, oh, I can't wait till I beat the next level. You know what it kind of you reminds know? me of? Have you ever had that, uh, what's that, that gum, a zebra stripe gum? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? It fruity stripes? Fruity stripes, I think you're right. Yeah. When it came to little tattoos and stuff. Yeah. But the gum itself was amazing for like five seconds, but then the taste, the taste went out really fast. That's a really good, that's a really good analogy. I think I said this game is like potato chips. The think, first yeah. few bites are good, but then you're like, I think I'll put it away for a while. <laughs> it kind of just tastes the same after yeah. that. Yeah. So... With that being said, it's a six, but if you play it for two hours, it's probably going to be like a four Well, let's because talk, it gets old. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know how much this game's going for. Is I don't I actually, wouldn't think it's that expensive. I actually looked them both up. Well, I bought the Master System version recently because I remembered loving Rampage so yeah. much, and I wanted like the best 8-bit version of it. Well, what I was going to ask is how much does it cost so that way I can decide if it's worth it. So that. for the cartridge, I want to say I paid around 10 or $12.00. And I think ten to fifteen dollars for the cartridge only is what it's going for. Okay, I would honestly ten dollars. I could see. I wouldn't want to go above that. Yeah, that's just in all honesty. To have one of the original versions of Rampage, I'm glad I paid ten or twelve bucks for it. I probably wouldn't just if, if you're just doing it for gameplay reasons, not because you're a collector or something. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I would probably spend about ten or twelve dollars on it. Yeah, that's another thing. Just so people know, we don't talk about these just because. Uh, we want to be collectors about these. I mean, Trevor's got quite a few. We do this because we love these games. So when we right. review them, we're talking about how fun they were more than anything. Right. If, if you see me uh, in a game store that sells these old games and I whip my phone out, I'm not looking for prices. I'm looking to see, hey, I've not heard about this game. I wonder what it's about. Yeah. Because I just want to play them. Like, yeah. I just, I really do. And, and for gameplay, I think it's worth about 10 bucks. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. So let's go to the better. I guess I'll go first on this one, yeah. too. Uh, I'm throwing you under the bus. Yeah. Rampage World Tour. This one is going to be... I'm going to try to leave my nostalgia out of it just from mm-hmm. the memories we've had of playing this because if I, it would be like a, a nine easily just because of that, just right. from the memories. However, playing it today, it's very fun. It's a lot better than the other one. It's a huge... You can tell there's a huge bump up in right. 10 years. They really, you know, really took that to their advantage. Uh-huh. Uh, the music's better, even though I don't remember it very much. It's very generic, but it's improved. It looks... Amazing, the style of this game really stands out to me, and I love the style of it. How it looked, yeah. like how the characters looked, the fact that it didn't take itself that seriously, and the fact that there actually was a little bit of difference in the levels, and you can go all over the place. Yeah. However, to be fair and say the little negatives against it, this is another one which I think is just kind of how the Rampage series is. That even though I think you can play this one a little longer than the other one, oh, yeah. there's going to be a, a certain point where you tap out. Right. Just because it's, it comes down to it, even if there's more there, it's still the same thing over and over again. Right. So with that being said, I'm going to give this uh, man, seven and a half. Okay. That's more out of that's more for fun than anything. Okay. Yeah. I'll do what you did last time. Seven and a half for the first thirty minutes. Then I'm going to knock it down a point for the after that. Yeah. Yeah, that's the tricky thing because how do you review it? Do you review it based on the first thirty minutes or? Yeah, I mean it's 
that's not relevant for most games. It really is for this one. Yeah. It's the law of diminishing returns with this series. It's not like a Mario game in which the more you play, you actually get different looking levels. Right, and more challenge. It's kind of just like, it's a repeat with a few a few changes. Yeah. So yeah, for the Sega Saturn version for me, this is the one I grew up with. I do think I'm pretty good at separating my nostalgia from uh, the way I feel about it now. But I do still get good feelings playing this game. Yeah. Um, I agree with everything Johnny said for the most part. I think I, I really do like the way this game looks. I mean, I don't know if it's really impressive for a Sega Saturn game, but I, I really like the way it looks. Um, I like the quirky humor. It's fun. It makes it hard for me to go back to the original because of the, the extra things you can do. I'm going to tell you how many levels there are when we get to the Bliss Quiz, but I will say one thing. I can't remember if you can save during the middle. I really wish I knew that because that would change my score because there's so many levels. There's no way I'd want to beat this in one sitting because it gets so old if you play it that much. Yeah, it gets very repetitive. So assuming you can save your progress, which I assume you can, but I'm not sure. Um, well, I'm assuming here. Yeah. <sighs> Shoot, this is hard. I'm going to... Here's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to be that guy. If you're going to do math again, I'm going to scream. No, I'm not. But I'm going to go 6.99999. And the reason I'm doing that is to drive home the point that I think this is quite a bit better than the Master System original. And I also think it's a really fun game. But I can't quite touch that 7 because it is so repetitive. The only reason I even went up to a 7 is because it's, it's, it's a fun game. It is. And probably... I'm probably like you. For the first 15, 20 minutes, it was over a 7. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going to go 6.99. Yeah, I understand it's, completely. It's so close to being like more than just a pretty good game. Yeah, I understand 100%. Yeah. So I, I'm going to ask you what I asked about the other one. What does this game go for on so, the market? So here's the thing. Um, you know, growing up, usually got if I got a present like a new game, that was going to be all I got for sure. Yeah. In fact, I was lucky to get a new game for my birthday. Oh, you were super excited when you got oh, I yeah. was excited when you got this. I've I'll probably even made a deal with my parents that I would do like so many chores if this could be for my birthday. Yeah. Because usually I didn't get like a new game. Um, so I'm assuming my parents probably paid around $50 for this game because I think it was pretty new when I got it. And here's the thing. For the Sega Saturn, it's still going for pretty much what my parents paid for it in 97. So it's held its value. That's impressive. Right. It's going for about 45 bucks on Sega Saturn. That's impressive. Um, now, I will say the N64 and the PlayStation versions which are probably just as good, but I won't believe it because it's how I played it originally. <laughs> and we did, in all fairness, we did not play those no. either. So. Those versions are going for way, 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 way less. So here's the question, though. Here's the game we played. Do you think it's worth basically the price of a modern-day game? That's so tough for me. I'm going to put it like this. Would I personally buy this game for the, for the Saturn for 45 bucks with my history of the love of the series? And I feel that's too much for me. And that's yeah. saying a lot, because I really did like this game. But I don't think I could pay that much for it. Here's where I come from. This is my original copy from 97, and I'm so glad I didn't get rid of it. Actually, I didn't get rid of any of my Saturn games, which I'm, I'm thankful for. Because I would not want to pay $45 for it to get it again. Yeah. But I'm not going to sell it. I'm going to keep it. I mean, it's a fun game. Even if I can get $45 out of it, I'm not going to sell it. Because we're going we'll probably come back to it and play it again at some point. Well, let me ask you this. If you could put a price on how much you would pay for it, if you had to, yeah. what was the highest you would pay for it? Really? I would, about, go, I would go up to 20 bucks, but that's pushing it. I was, I was going to say $25. Because, yeah. I mean, I've been buying some of these old games for a while now, and I know what some of them go for. And to have this game back in my collection, I would probably pay $25 for it yeah. if I had gotten rid of it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so there you have it. Uh, we did overall enjoy these games. But, you know, take them for what they're worth. I right. think if you... If you uh, See gameplay of it, you'll pretty much get the gist of what it is. You yeah. can decide there if you want to get into these games. They are fun, though. I will say that. They are. A lot more fun if there's two of you playing. And I hope we didn't make, make them sound unfun by complaining about the negatives. Because if you just enjoy destroying stuff, find a friend, a brother, a sister, whatever, and play for the half an hour. Yeah, it's it's for the half hour, you're going to have a good time. Yeah, you really are. This is it, The special of the World Tour is one of those games where if I walked into a room and somebody was playing it, just one person, I'd be, hey, I want to play. Yeah. Like it, it is that it is that good. I will say that, and I think it is. I know we kind of goofed around about the weird, politically incorrect stuff, 
But I think it's probably pretty appropriate for kids. I mean, they see worse than this on Nickelodeon. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. So yeah, I, I think uh, eleven and up is definitely fine with it. Yeah. So okay, so let's Trevor. Let's say you're walking down the street. Uh huh. Okay. And you see a giant creature, um, a giant lizard of some sorts, and it's just destroying the town that you're in. <sighs> That's scary. I mean, what are you going to do? You know, I know what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. You're going to get this product right here. Because with this product, not only will it take care of monsters, mm-hmm. it will also make your teeth really white, mm-hmm. and it will also make you smell amazing. Wow. Do I have you sold so far? Well, I could definitely use that. Okay, I know you can. I'm sitting beside you. Here we go. Roll the footage. I was at this house, right? In this scary house. Oh, there's like a ghost and all kinds of scary stuff happened. It was haunted. So haunted. Like tons of people. Just get this, buddy. Tons of people like died there and such. Wait, come on now. You talking about Amityville? What? <laughs> What, what's Amityville? You know the Amityville story, the house about that big kid that shot his family up. They tried to say it was all demented demons and, and crap like that. What? What? Whoa, whoa. Dad just heard this show about it, all about it. You ain't heard about that podcast called History Creeps? No, what's a History Creep? History Creeps is a podcast about all them crazy weird things that be going down in history. Two guys be doing it pretty good. You just copying that story. I ain't heard that before. I don't know what you're talking about, but I do know i got to go see and listen to this podcast that you're talking about. Check it out, History Creeps. I get it on my iTunes all the time. But I only have a Stitcher. Is that okay? I guess. I don't know about your stitches. I don't know what you be cutting up, but just listen to that History Creeps. You'll enjoy it. Trust me. Okay, I'm getting on it just right now. <laughs> all right. Hey, put some more wood in that fire. Oh, here we go. See what I mean? Wow, I smell better already. You do. You know what? You do. You do. All right. Now, we're going to do a special thing. Now, Trevor, it is the holiday season. We're in December. Christmas will be coming up soon. So, we're going to try doing little segments from here till then to sort of uh, get into the festive spirit. Okay. Now, we've been friends for... There, I go making body noises there. <laughs> we're doing great. <laughs> Professional podcasters. We're just kind of gross people, aren't we? We are. We are. Oh. We're family-friendly, but gross. <laughs> Unintentionally, for the most part. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, so we've been friends literally for all, our whole lives, pretty much. Yeah. Every Christmas, we try to get each other something. Yeah, some junk. Some junk. Now, I'm hoping you don't have any of this stuff, but we're going to do a special unboxing audio-wise, which I'm oh. sure it's going to go over great. But you can explain all these objects uh, that I have in this bag for you. So I'm getting my Christmas present early for the sake of our listeners. You are. So you should thank them for this. You're going to get yours next week, probably. Okay. Right, here we go. I'm handing it to you now. I have it in a in a green Toys R Us bag. That it's does wrapped not- professionally. Yeah. <laughs> in a plastic bag that I'm sure sounds great on the microphone. Yeah. All right. We're going to dig in one at a time. It probably sounds like a fire or fireside chat. <laughs> All right. Here comes the first item. <laughs> it's a World of Nintendo Tanuki Mario. So this is Mario in his famous raccoon suit, made famous in Mario Brothers 3. And it's pretty sweet. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? I'll show you the one that I, I got myself. I got myself that one. Oh, man. I really like the Pikmin one. I've never seen that in a store. Yeah, they got a whole, on, If you look on the back, you can see all the series that they have. Oh, the Shy Guy is cool. Yeah, the Shy Guy was... I couldn't decide between him and a Shy Guy, but I went with him. Well, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Definitely cool. All right, we'll still, still friends for now, but we'll continue. <laughs> yeah. Right, this is what we're doing with our friendship one. Oh, here's something small. Let me pull it out. Oh, sweet. It's a blind bag. It's the Kinect Super Mario Brothers series. Yeah, you can go ahead and open it if you want. I want to say the choices apparently are Luigi. Well, I'm just going to open it because I don't even know what some of those are. That's all Golden Mario. Yeah. Just a bunch of different ones. Ugh, I'm so weak. Ugh. <laughs> I might use my pen. This is good uh, audio podcasting here. Yeah, it is. He just used his pen to open his bag. Oh, sweet! Who'd it's you get? Boo. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna break the fourth wall here. I got myself one of those two. I also got a boo. <laughs> it's like it's that a makes, boo fest. Makes, just like when people hear our episodes of this show, <laughs> it's a boo fest. <laughs> All right, boo's pretty cool. All right, now for your last gift. Last gift. Oh, I can already tell it's cool. Oh, sweet! It's a Wind Waker Hero Shield mug. 
This is really cool looking. I don't even know if I can get this justice. Let me take it out of the box and try to describe it. I've never seen this in the store before. So it's in a green Zelda box with the... Yeah, even the, I even thought the box looked the nice. Legendary Zelda logo. If I can not destroy it. I'm trying to get it open. I figured out... Oh, man, it's a square mug. Is that not cool looking? That is cool. It's a square mug with the Wind Waker um, emblem that was famous in that game and the Triforce. It's a heavy kind of mug, too. It's a really cool looking mug. And the whole thing is like silver. Yeah. So if you want to find this, you can look for Zelda Wind Waker Heroes Shield Mug. I found it in GameStop. I think it might be a GameStop exclusive kind of thing. It's pretty, I could be wrong, but that's where sweet. I found it. That's pretty awesome. Well, Merry Christmas to me. Are we still friends? We'll remain friends for the time being. <laughs> That's the one I was hoping you didn't have. <laughs> yeah, I've not even seen that. Sweet. All right, awesome. Yeah, All right, now, Trevor, I think it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. Well, see ya. <laughs> uh, see you later next week. Now, of course, I'm talking about... Please! Go first, because I think I went first last time. Okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. All right, so I'll go and tell you, pretty much all my questions have to do with the game, which is unusual. Yeah, we usually don't do that. Or the games, I should say. All right. So, in the original Rampage, uh, where we played the Master System version, there are only seven states that are spared. So, apparently, you travel through... Um, wow, that really doesn't seem right. I'm questioning my own question now. Because <laughs> I thought there were only ten cities and five stages each. Well, in the arcade original, we'll put it that way, there are seven states that are spared that are not rampaged through. Okay. Um, I'm not going to give you any choices. I just want you to name one of those states that was spared. Oh, man. Total random luck. Hawaii. Nope. They went to Hawaii? Apparently. <laughs> uh the spared states were Connecticut, Delaware, Mississippi, New Hampshire, Rhode Island, South Carolina, which means North Carolina apparently was destroyed. Oh, man. I bet Charlotte got it. And Vermont. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Not even our state survived. Nope. Trevor, you ready for your first one? Nope. <clears throat> of course, mine have to do with famous giant monsters. Uh-huh. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Your first one is, which of these did Godzilla not do? I'm going to give you a list of four things. One of those things... Godzilla did not do. Okay. Are you ready? One. Number one, or A. I have a room to look at it. A. Okay. <laughs> one, an MTV Lifetime Achievement Award. Two, got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Three, eat Hulk Hogan. Oh, wow. Four, played basketball against Charles Barkley. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to say he probably does have a star on the Walk of Fame. And I'm guessing maybe he appeared on the WWF or something in Eight Hulk Hogan. <laughs> See, there's basketball against Charles Barkley and... MTV Lifetime Achievement Award. That one sounds real, too. So I'm going to say... Uh, I'm going to say he did, he did not play a game against Charles Barkley. You are incorrect. Oh. He actually never, as far as I'm aware... I did look. I didn't see us ever. <laughs> I could be wrong because everything he did, he did not eat Hulk Hogan. That was my second guess. <laughs> well, that's pretty I impressive. I really want to see him play, play against Charles Barkley, though. That's crazy. All right. <laughs> well, your second question is probably PG levels of violence. All right. So in the Master System version, um, there's something that appears in every level that gives you an extra life if you eat it. Okay. And I'm going to give you three choices. Do you eat a woman in a yellow dress in every level? Do you eat a box of kittens or the cast of Cheers? <laughs> well, I know it's not the last one, but I like that inclusion. It was a funny joke. I'm going to go for There's no way it's a box of kittens. I'm going to go with the first one. Yeah, apparently there's a woman in a yellow dress that appears on every level. And if you eat her, you get a laugh. Oh, okay. All right. So, no, you know. Maybe we kept eating her and that's how come we never died. Maybe. Because we've tried to we eat We ate everybody we yeah, could. We tried to eat everybody we could. All right. Ready for your second one? Yeah. King Kong. I know of them. The original movie came out, the black and white one came out in mm -hmm. 1933. Right. Good this year. was the first movie to ever be what? Fill in the blank. First movie to ever be... I want to say banned in certain states. You want me to give you a clue? Yeah. 
your clue would be they do this all the time with older movies now. Happens all the time. Okay. Oh, was the first movie to ever be restored? I'm, I'll give it to you. It's re-released, but it's the same thing. Okay. It was re-released in 30, 1938, 1942, and 1952. Wow. Impressive. All right, so your final question. I'm going to surprise you. Okay. Although I did go to eBay, <laughs> all right. it's not quite the eBay game. Okay. So, right. but the eBay is involved a little bit. All right. The eBay. Yeah, the eBay. <laughs> so I need you to guess which is the higher number. All right. Is it the number of levels in the Sega Saturn World World Tour version? Tour. Tour. World Tour. The game we played today for yeah. the Sega Saturn yeah. Rampage. I believe it's World Tower. World Tower. Is it the price for a sealed copy of World Tour for the Sega Saturn? Mm-hmm. Or is the highest number the number I'm currently thinking right now? <laughs> well, that's, that's unfair because that's very subjective. You could be thinking a super high number. I will give you a hint that the number is not totally random and I actually did write it down so I can't change it. Oh, okay. So technically I'm not thinking it right now. Man, but that could be any dang number. So a sealed copy of the game, the number of levels in World, world Tour, or the number I wrote down 30 minutes ago? I'm going to go with the World Tour, the second one. You're actually correct. Sweet. I know you sound pretty yep. The number I was thinking of was 128 because I've been thinking of the Dreamcast a lot. And yeah. it has 128 bits of power. It does. Back when people talked about bits. That's so irrelevant now. I know. Nobody even brings it up anymore. It's like, man, it's 128 bits. Yeah. Um, the number of levels. This is amazing. The number of levels in World Tour is 130. That's a, that's incredible. Plus 14 bonus levels and four grudge match levels. Wow, we didn't even ever see a grudge match. I think I remember them now that I read about them, but I don't. We didn't get to them today. And a sealed copy of the game. Somebody's trying to get four hundred dollars. I can see it though. We're yeah. in a new era, sort of, with retro games, where people are think just because it's old, they can get a lot right. of money for it. And and I'll give it. You know, I've gone on a rant before, just because it's old, old, and it's rare. Yeah. But it is pretty rare to have a sealed game from oh, twenty years ago. Yeah, that's from any game, though. So yeah. So, so I get it, but also don't pay that. Yeah, don't it. pay that. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. For your last one. Trevor, one of the most famous werewolf movies was Teen Wolf. Did you ever see Teen Wolf? Yeah, we're probably not going to be friends, but no. Do you know what it is, though? Yeah. Okay, it's Michael J. Fox. It's one of his first movies. He he filmed that around the same time he filmed the first Back to the Future. Okay. kind of give you an idea when it came out. Is Back to the Future a movie? Yeah. We're okay. not going to be friends if you don't know that one. Yeah, I've seen Back to the Future. That one's very important. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. Now, uh... And the gist of the movie is that he's a werewolf, mm-hmm. and he becomes a werewolf, and pretty much for his high school, he plays basketball. That makes sense. And, he, and when he's a werewolf, he can do crazy ducks and stuff, because I guess because he's a werewolf. That would have been my guess for a plot about a werewolf. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and for whatever reason, I love this movie. Maybe it's because it's basketball and it's Michael J. Fox. You can't go wrong with me. I, I started to say, when you describe that, I can't imagine you not loving this movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, there was a Teen Wolf too. Amazing. However... Michael J. Fox is not the star of it, and uh, he doesn't even show up in it. Uh, There's a reason for this. Do you know what that reason is? Just take a wild guess. I'm going to say because instead of playing basketball, this new Team Wolf played um, hockey, and he was not a hockey fan. That's very wrong. Okay. Very wrong. Uh, the reason is he hated the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Well, See, like I told you, he was filming that pretty much at the same time he was filming Back to the Future, which is Steven Spielberg. And he was—he had some famous quote where he said, "Steven Spielberg's making real movies, and I'm over here playing a werewolf." <laughs> so he wasn't a fan of it. Wow. But honestly, it's a fun, goofy movie. Yeah. Uh, the second Teen Wolf, which I haven't seen in a long time—I think I only saw it a couple times—actually stars a guy we both like from Arrested Development, Jason Bateman. Really? Yeah. He's I the think, wolf. I think he's one of his early movies. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm thinking right, I'm I don't want to double, see these movies now. I might want to double check my sources on that. I'm doing it from memory, but I think it's true. If we ever cover a Game starring a wolf. We should watch one of those movies. I agree. Well, we just technically did. Oh, we missed our chance. <laughs> yeah. Well, there it goes. Yeah. Well, we've ruined it. The show's over. Uh, episode 31 or 32, whatever we're on. 32? Somewhere around in there. I don't know. That's the last episode ever. Yep. We're finished. Until we do another one. Yeah, until the next week. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Trevor. To keep the people wanting more, that's what we want to leave them wanting to come back. We're going to need And we help. have not done a good job of that so far. No. The rest of the episode did not do that for us. The rest of the episode did us zero justice and showed us in terrible light. I mean, I've said behold at least 40 times. (laughs) I'm tired of hearing it. I am too. We're barely friends at this point. Yeah. Even despite the good gifts I gave. Right. That's the only thing keeping us going. My (laughs) Zelda mug. (laughs) So, 
Trevor, let's give them a little preview of what the next episode is going to be about. What is it? Well, the next episode, we're going to cover... You're supposed to turn the microphone off for effect. I'm not going to tell them. We don't even know, do we? No, we haven't. Can I talk to you for a second? Yeah. I'm going to cut this off. Okay. Uh, just just flip and make it up. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. The next episode, we're going to cover... I haven't cover... cut it back on yet. Oh. You ready? <laughs> I'm trying to make something up. Okay. Yeah. Are you ready? All right, here we go. I'm going to set you up. And three, two, one. So, Trevor, let's give him a little preview of the last time. The next episode's... Wait, I said that wrong. Let's cut this off. You're confusing me. All right, Trevor, let's give him a preview of the next episode. The next episode, we're going to cover the new Super Mario game for the Nintendo Switch. Because we went to the future. Oh, Trevor, I have bad news. I didn't hit record yet. Oh, okay. (laughs)